0: Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's New Stand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is December 31st, 2022. It's the last day of the year. We've made it. Looks like we made it. Um, hopefully this episode finds you well. You know, maybe you're listening in 2023 or I don't know, 3005. Who fucking knows? That'd be neat, huh? Um, but, um you know, thanks for tuning in. Hi. Hello. Uh, let's see. Any updates? Not much. I had that pasta I was talking about from the last episode. It was yummy. I also had a salad and some bread. Um, yeah, hit the spot a little late for my taste but you know hey sometimes that happens um let's see other than that not too much to report you know like so we're, it's the last day of the year um I'm so happy you're here <laughs> uh let's see we can, yeah let's just get into it let's just let's just do a little bit normal um no you know what let's let's do a little bit of celebra- celebratory action yeah, um, I just cleaned my equipment for the year. Yay. I mean, I do clean it more than once, but you know I'm trying to get more consistent. Yeah, so that was a little bit hitting these resolutions early or something like that, huh? Um, so yeah Oh yeah All righty, all righty, all righty. Um, Let's start off with some news from the BBC. COVID in China. U.S. imposes COVID testing for visitors from China. Now, the U.S. has just become the latest country to do this. Also, Italy, Japan, Taiwan, and it, uh, India have um, announced mandatory tests. Uh, Australia and U.K. have not. Um, they haven't changed, uh, they haven't like added any new rules or anything like that. Um, and this is obviously, you know, coming off of China being on the zero COVID policy and now being off of it, they really have like just lurched forward now in a situation where, you know, we, they went from, you know, mass quarantines, you're not able to leave to now it's like, we're not keeping track of any of this stuff anymore, Um, and, and I think for me, when I initially kind of heard that, I was like, okay, yeah, whatever, like, you know, our numbers are so blown out and out of control. We can barely keep track, but there is a difference when like you are at least putting up some numbers to show, Hey, we have these outbreaks here, 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 we were having surges here and here in these areas, you know, even if people aren't really uh, paying attention to it, it is good data to have. And China is outright saying, like, look, we just don't have it anymore. We cannot keep track. We just can't. And then they're also posting numbers of, like, yeah, we had, like, one COVID death today. Like, three, you know, the next day. And it's, like, people are looking at these numbers and they're, like, that's just not possible. And they're saying, well, how we are looking at what is a COVID death and what we're reporting is just this. And it's kind of like, okay, well um so kind of response to all this plus china i believe i think it's like at the top of january is um or might already be happening i'm not quite sure but um essentially you know people are going to be able to travel again and you know in response to that they are now saying hey okay y- you know you either have to come um and then take a covid test and if you're negative then you're good to go. If you're positive, then you have to isolate either at home or, you know, as, you know, a special place, um, you know, essentially just away from mass public. So, you know, that's a development. I know some people are a bit shocked about that. I've also heard some people say, hey, like, this is yet again, it's almost like you're rubbing China's nose in this situation. Um, You know, I, I do also get, though, the other side of saying, like, hey, this is a precaution. There are new variants happening any given season. We just never know. And with you know China's COVID situation being very unique, and now being allowed to go you know abroad, who knows what could happen? So, you know, I, I feel like I appreciate you know this like at least taking the precaution. Um, I will say though, the the press coverage can kind of definitely feel a little bit slanted, a little bit spun. But you know, that's the news, baby. Uh, Let's see if there's anything else I wanted to cover off the top here. Kind of, I guess, some added stuff like with Taiwan. Taiwan says people arriving on flights from China as well as by boat at two islands will have to take COVID tests on arrival from uh, the 1st of January to the 31st. Those who test positive will be able to isolate at home um meanwhile malaysia has put additional tracking and surveillance measures in place um so yeah i mean throughout the article it kind of just says what country's doing what um but yeah i thought that was interesting to talk about as we move forward in the phase of china really more or less phasing out the one covid thing i mean they haven't said that as a as a whole but it does seem like all the actions and you know movement it just seems like it's going towards that Um, let's see. Next article I got from CNN, Taiwan extends mandatory military service period to counter China threat. So essentially the number is being moved from like, I think you had to do four months of yeah, four months of mandatory service. And now it is now a year. Um, I believe it kind of, they've kind of gone back and forth with this. They initially wanted to scale it down, I believe from like 2018, but with everything going on with Ukraine and then also everything going on with China and Taiwan with the, you know, increased aggression, you know, especially ever since Pelosi made the visit. Um, they've just said like, look, this is just the best course of action for us. Um, let's see. There's a quote here from the president, uh, tai Sing Wing. Tai sing Wen. Yeah, there you go. Um, nobody wants war. The Taiwanese government and its people do not want it, nor does the international community want it. But peace does not fall from the sky, she said. Uh, we need to actively prepare for war to prevent war, and we need to be able to fight a war to stop a war. um, I don't know it's one of those things where that is you know a hot statement one way or another i feel like um you know you get you know the pov there where it's coming from but i don't know it's it's definitely a situation where it's like even with the you know the added conscription time um you're still looking at this is a compensation play just for the future anyway because you have lower birth rates all this kind of stuff those are concerns um but I just don't know what difference it makes. Like, I hate to say that, but, like, China is a superpower for a reason. Like, and essentially, you're an island offshoot to China. And, you know, I definitely understand why Taiwan is fighting for its independence and wants to keep and maintain its independence. But these steps, it just makes it go like, I mean, what is it going to do? But they are, you know... I guess, just adding, you know, more to their rosters and trying to, like, do a lot of training and stuff like that. So maybe it'll be helpful. But I mean, essentially, they would just be, you know, completely isolated by land and sea and then just waiting for an amphibious kind of situation from China um you know cuz china could just blockade them they have the power to do that and it would literally take something like literally america stepping in and doing the absolute most not just giving them some guns you know like it would take a little bit more than that um and also i don't think you can do the thing where like we're just going to give you a bunch of air defense we're going to give you an iron dome or whatever like you're going to need once again more than that for the situation so i i don't know um it is a very uh, complex geopolitical issue, yeah? Um, so, you know, i you know, like to sprinkle in some covers there when I can. We we're already talking about China. Let's talk about Taiwan. Um, bringing it back to the good old US of A. Um, from ABC News. Idaho murders. 28-year-old PhD grad student arrested in Pennsylvania. So, this is a update on the Moscow um, student killings. Uh, let's see here. The, um, person who was arrested is Brian Koberger. Uh, he's 28 years old, um, from the, uh, title, you know, he's a PhD student. Uh, let's see. he's a graduate student at Washington State University, located less than 10 miles away from the University of Idaho. Um, Let's see. Do, 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 there is some more stuff I wanted to cover. There's the the records right now are sealed until he gets extradited back from Pennsylvania to um, Idaho. So there's not too much here. But um, let's see. I think this did kind of start from there was some video or whatever that was captured or you know evidence that the police were able to find that um letting them believe that the perpetrator suspect was um driving a 2011 2013 hyundai elantra and um i think they said that they wound up finding that um friday uh, let's see here really wish i had highlighted some of this um, there also is a link between Koberger and um oh yeah, let's see. the thing I wanted to cover here while I'm scrolling through. Uh Koberger was arrested on four counts of first degree murder and burglary. Uh, da, 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 da. also wanted to you know go through the names again. Uh the roommates were Kaylee Gonclaves, Madison Mogan, Zaina Kernodal. And then her boyfriend, Ethan Chapin. Um, Let's see, let's see. And it was just them, even though there were other roommates on the second and third floor. But the killing just took place there, and they were ruled out as suspects. Um, Let's see. Here it is. Uh, Gonclay's family told ABC News on Friday that they don't know Koberger, but are seeing connections between the two that they aren't ready to discuss yet. Uh, the family said they are happy and happy, relieved and thankful that there's been an arrest. So, I mean, that's just one part of the story. I mean, I feel like this is just a tip of the iceberg. I will say, man, Oh, this is a pang of being online and especially like, let's say Twitter. Um, this, this, information hit, you know, and I'm scrolling and I'm kind of looking at it cuz you know, this is like, oh, well, I'm, you know, this is, you know, I'm following the lead almost. And it, it becomes these rabbit hole things and I find myself having to be very careful because I don't want to see something and and I see there's a blue check and I even go, "Okay, well, this is like a journalist type person." But you do not know how editorialized whatever the information is they're presenting. So, I often say, "Okay, I see this, I log it, but I, let's wait." Let's wait and let's see how things unfold and we can always get to it later and and illuminate and elaborate on it then. But I don't want to spread anything that's just pretty much made up or hearsay from some whoever, whatever. So I do always like to use the articles as hitching posts. I feel like that's like the best way to go about it. Um, But definitely I want to give more coverage conversation to this because it is very interesting that it did take so long, but, you know, good that they found a person um so you know definitely as we you know just progresses evolves moves to like a trial period whatever um you know we'll be here to talk about it let's see now this was an a, i this was honestly the story for me i really enjoyed this story a lot it was a treat because man i i i love a good flim flam man and this 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 guy this guy is the definition of such um From NPR News, uh, New York representative elect George Santos is being investigated for lying about his past. Now, you know, you hear a politician, you see lying. Okay, like that's not new. Come on. That's like every day of the week, whatever. True, true. I hear you preach. Um, But I will say this man's lies are lay epic. They are very good um, he fledged his resume so hard, like, flexed the most, um, and then when you press him on this stuff, he's kind of like, oh, I mean, yeah, like, it's debatable, like, I wouldn't say it's untrue, uh, that I did this or that, but, like, you know, there's two, you know, major universities that he went to, quote-unquote, um, but you ask those schools, they have no records of this, they do not know this man, they cannot claim him, they, who is Santos, um, I think the that's not my favorite, actually, but the big one that kind of sparked this was there was a Times, um, I guess, investigation that they did. And they uncovered records in Brazil that um, show Santos was subject of a criminal investigation there in 2008 over allegations that he used stolen checks to buy items at a clothing shop in the city of Niteroi. At the time, Santos would have been 19. Now, that's a minor crime. That's really small stuff. It, it's, you know, hey, you could you could play that off. But one of the things is we're burying that story. That's not even, like, what people had heard about and known about. This is just something that, like, the Times finally took the effort to go and say, oh, my gosh, like, this dude's kind of been at this shit since he was young. Granted, he's 34 years old now, you know, still a young adult. I mean, you know, an adult. Let's not downplay it like he's fucking Bambi. I hate when people do that shit. Because uh, then, once again, like, what are we doing? Like, okay, you're 60, you're a normal adult now. You like, know, you're you're on the way out, brother. <laughs> um, but let's see. He then has a, also another pivot um, where uh, he claims he ha- was Jewish. He claims he was literally Jewish. Uh, let's see beyond his resume, Santos invented a life story that he has also come into question, including claims that his grandparents. Fled Jewish persecution in Ukraine, settled in Belgium, and then fled persecution during World War II. During his campaign, he referred to himself as a proud American Jew. Um, now he's you know since faced backlash on this, and people have kind of you know done the research and looked them up. And um, you know, when pressed on an interview, he goes, "I'm Catholic because I learned my maternal family had Jewish background." I said I was Jewish, and my gosh, good golly, what a slippery slivery! <laughs> it's so fucking wild. He said I, I didn't say I was Jewish. I said I was Jew-ish. <laughs> like, that got me. That hit me in the just the fucking tummy, yo. I was, <laughs> I was tickled. Um. So I mean, this dude is a huge flam man. even. To the point where it's not just Democrats who are calling for him. And granted, you would think, okay, there's going to be an investigation on this guy. You know, he should definitely step down. Like, he's not going to do that. He's like, look, guys, uh, you know, I've made some mistakes. I was, uh, you know, I've done some stupid things. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? You know, and there's a there's almost like this defense of like, well, you know, what's fluffing a resume? You know, it's not that bad. Um, sure, maybe you said you worked at Goldman Sachs, and now you're saying, I was like Goldman Sachs adjacent. I like worked with them. <laughs> you know, surely that you were voted on. You know, you, you deserve this. You should take the seat. Um, and Santos is leaning on that narrative, and uh, it looks maybe as of Tuesday, next week, he's going to be, um, you know, Republican seat there, so there you go, he, uh, he faked it until he made it, and on that regard, I gotta give him credit, we gotta give him a pitter-patter round of applause um, because that's the American way, let's fucking face it, I don't care if you're red, blue, whatever, that's how you make it here, you fudge your shit you stack your deck, and you say, hey, I'm here for the job man, I'm here for the- I'm here to start my career, I've got all the experience you need and more <laughs> um but i I do think it's definitely fucked up and i do i would like to see what the investigation you know uncovers. um but yeah i don't know i i don't think that anything's gonna stop this or change the situation also mind you it's crazy that a republican won in new york um but i mean it just kind of goes to show the, the signs of the times and things change even in like liberal held like bastions you know um bah, 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 bah. let's see let's see um yeah this for i'm sorry for long island um bah, 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 bah. or wait no uh, that's a quote from long island republican elect nick Lilota, who said he was troubled by the revelations yeah a lot of people are like really like perturbed or upset but not anyone not too many people are calling for him to quit on the republican side And McCarthy, who's a person who's going to be head of the house, um, is essentially really quiet right now, like, because, you know, Santos has given him credit, and he's like, oh, yeah, cool, thanks. (laughs) And uh, not really wanting to rock the boat here, because you essentially have a huge, big, ragtag group of people who you need to all corral, and this guy's literally about to take the seat, and you would not say, oh, man, this guy should actually... You know, just step down, and then he gets the seat, and now he's an enemy. And then you also don't want to potentially lose a seat in a special election. Bullshit. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is something that's adding to the Republican pickle. Um, it's kind of a little, little bit of space. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I I enjoy politics in a way. Um, it's it's fun to see it kind of unfold on a beat to beat way. Um, but yeah, these dudes are literally just ice skating and they're just doing whatever. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. I got one more bump. Um, also too, I forgot. I wanted to add an addendum to the story from the other episode. Um, on the Andrew Tate thing. I don't believe I set his charges, um, for him, his brother, and the two other people. They, um, were... human trafficking and also rape. So, you know, the details haven't been, like, really unsealed on that. And I believe, like, the rape charge isn't pinned to any, like, that hasn't been named who it's pinned to. So that's something I definitely wanted to mention. I was just kind of too giddy to hear that this guy was literally going to be locked up for, like, 30 days. And, um, you know, it was also me in the weeds. So one wanted to put that out there to... Um, but yeah, let's get to the last one. Let me hit my, my little break and then, um, we'll put a cherry on this in the year. Ooh, uh. okay. All right, our last article <laughs> of the year is from Reuters. Southwest flight upheaval, a system failure, U.S. says. So, um, yeah, I mentioned it at the top of the week. You know, we had the whole Arctic blast, cyclone bomb, I don't know, cyclone bomb. It was called a lot of names. Blizzards in some areas. Um, but essentially... There were a lot of cancellations, a lot of flight cancellations across the board, but it started becoming glaringly apparent that there were a lot of cancellations out of Southwest Airlines and not only was it in that that Monday to like Wednesday time, it like seemed to go like pretty much throughout the week. Now, um, not in this article, but I believe Southwest Airlines has said, hey, we should be back you know by Friday so essentially yesterday as of, you know, this episode posting. Um but I mean it just seemed very glaringly apparent that like something was wrong here. There were mistakes that were made that when this blizzard hit, it just made things even worse. Um and I think it's kind of like a situation that involves like how the um airline Allows um, people to buy tickets, and essentially it says, okay, well, we can allow all these people to get a flight. You know, it's not so much; it's more about like, okay, we can just fill the planes, get everybody going, yada yada yada. We can max out, get closer to that. When essentially you should be, ta- you know, paying more attention, being more careful, and saying, okay, let's not have as many people stacking for flights. You know, we know it's already going to be bottlenecked because of travel. We know there's going to be some kind of weather coming. And, um, you know, Southwest really wasn't being mindful of that and really just trying to make money. They were really trying to maximize profits. And it really bit them in the ass is kind of what it looks like. Now, excuse me, I believe the CEO has come out and said, hey, you know, we have made some mistakes. It kind of comes down to our systems being a little bit more outdated. And we need to update that and just do better and be more efficient um okay maybe that's a way to look at it and you gotta love you gotta love a ceo they really just come through and they're just here to just say hey let me blow some smoke in your face and tell you it's diamonds and um sometimes they're successful i some a lot of times i feel like they're not when you really get a chance to really look at it from multiple angles and really see things that's the power of the internet that's the power of I do kind of want to say social media and just like the reach that allows people to be like, look, no, I did the research or we're doing the research or we can show you. Um, But yeah, I mean, this kind of made enough waves for me to talk about it specifically with the Southwest thing because um, transportation secretary Pete Buttigieg came up and, you know, more or less made a comment on it. Uh, We are past the point where they could say this is a weather driven issue. Um, let's see. Don't get me wrong. All this began with the with that severe storm. We saw that winter weather affecting the country and severely disrupting all airlines. Um, so what this indicates is a system failure at Southwest, where they need to make sure that the strand. Oh, this is something good that he's adding. That the stranded passengers get to where they need to go. And that they are provided adequate compensation, not just for the flights itself, but also things like hotels, like ground transportation, like meals, because this this is the airline's responsibility, he said, adding um, "adding he had spoken to the company's leadership. So that's his perspective, you know, the transportation perspective saying like, hey, look, you guys have to... Um, help out and actually compensate these people because you're kind of on the hook for it. Um, also, I mean, there's been talks, rumblings of like, maybe what if like, you know, the government got more involved with, um, you know, the actual transportation of, you know, flights and things of that nature where there has been a lot of pushback though from flights because they're like, no, we don't really want you guys to come through and try to regulate us and tell us what to do. Um, you know kind of makes sense with the whole capitalism angle and you want to control your own profits and whether or not you can make more or not (laughs) um that being said in talks of profits they did take a dive um let's see shares of southwest tumbled over five percent on wednesday after diving six percent on tuesday um Some analysts said the cancellations will pressure profits in the fourth quarter. Um, there's some more blah, 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 number talk. (laughs) Uh, you know, mm, my favorite. Um, but I think that's where I want to leave it. Let's see. Let me get a swig of water before I finish this off. Okay. 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 Me, 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 me. Um thank you so much for sticking around for not just this episode, but sticking around for the year. It's crazy. Um, I look forward to continuing doing this. I know it's not a sprint. It is a marathon or endurance race, whatever you want to fucking call this shit. Um, and I'm happy to do it. It's been a really good time. It's been a fun run. Um, I appreciate the newsies along the way. Um patreon.com slash so Isaiah News. $5 gets you access to bonus episodes that I've been working on. Uh, definitely gonna keep up with that. Um just doing a little bit of spillover news, doing a little bit of niche news, maybe, what have you. Um, uh, whatever's what I want to do. And um you get to tune into those. Uh let's see what else is there. There's Discord access. We got that. And then you also get a shout-out on the podcast every month. And um, if you have anything you'd like to plug, that's another thing that you get, you know, with the $5. Or you want me to talk about something specific news-wise. Hey, local whatever. You know, I enjoy spreading the news, period, wherever it is, whatever. How big, small. Um, But yeah, that's on the menu if you'd like. But I just appreciate people who've just been listening for free. Um, And you're crazy as hell. You're diabolical if you even talk about this with your friends. That's crazy because why i i appreciate it i appreciate you think that what i'm talking about is worth moving around um at the end of the day i would like to have a bigger audience because i think it makes for a better experience period i would like more interaction um i think that just makes it all more just better i don't know so i really do look forward to you know Doing another lap around with y'all, um, and I thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, hopefully, I see you soon for some more good news. I love ya. Bye bye.